0: Hello, welcome back to Horror Homeschool. I'm Chris.
1: And I'm Ashley.
0: How are you, Ashley?
1: Um, I'm better than I was last. week.
0: Um, yeah, uh, you know well, the last time we spoke, you were feeling a bit under the weather, weren't you? And then yeah, it, turned,
1: turn out it turns it out that we uh, <laughs> yeah, it turns out that
0: we got COVID. Now, what sucks
1: is, is me and Kevin both got sick on the same day with the same exact symptoms we went and got tested mine came back negative his came back positive and it threw me off so much last week i was like what is happening so that's cool yeah, I, mean, I don't you know could, i'm pretty sure i just had the flu
0: you could have got him something better for his birthday let's be honest i mean i'm sure, True. He, I'm <laughs> sure he didn't want that for his birthday so how hey is... babe i
1: gave you covid <laughs>
0: how is the rona is it is it shit it sounds shit it's
1: shit it is it's misery and you don't want to move um breeze like we've barely i've barely like my whole house was a disaster the whole week so finally today i'm like okay i have enough energy i'm gonna clean it up a bit but yeah it's been it's been the pits man
0: yeah it sounds it i mean i I don't
1: wish it on anybody
0: i haven't got much to complain about i'm still peeling from my sunburn Um, it's still extremely itchy it's like
1: a month (laughs) it's ridiculous
0: i'm very very white but i I mean i'm very (laughs) pink now well actually it's kind of browned a bit but anyway that's not interesting i will tell you something you're like invisible (laughs) I, (laughs) i will tell you something that's interesting though quite relevant to the pod I had the most horrific nightmares last night, like the worst I've ever had. And do you know why? Oh, no. I watched this documentary last night called um, The Flatwoods Monster, A Legacy of Fear. Have you heard about The Flatwoods Monster?
1: No, but I'm writing it down right now.
0: Right. It's this, um, like, I don't want to say urban legend because it's very true. Like, it was all about, like, the eyewitness accounts. Basically, it's this place in Braxton County in West Virginia. It's like um, an eyewitness alien encounter that happened (laughs) in 1952. But this alien that they saw is like unlike anything like a typical alien looks like. Like just Google it now, Flatwoods. That's what I'm doing. And like, oh my, Google Flatwoods Monster. How have I
1: never heard of this?
0: Flatwoods Monster original drawing. Because one of the eyewitnesses, the mum, it was like a mum and loads of kids, she drew it um, and like, (gasps) yeah, and it's got like glowing, (laughs) it's got like glowing yellow eyes and it's got a really like weird shaped head, it's got like a pointy tip on its head, like claws, and then it's got like this weird like skirt, like, and apparently it was like hovering uh, I mean, I'm not explaining this very well. The documentary does a much. You're actually job. explaining it pretty well. <laughs> but they saw it after they um, they saw this UFO crash into the woods, and they followed where they saw the you know it go down, and they saw the crash UFO, and then this this being appeared and scared the absolute shit out of them, um, and it scared the absolute shit out of me apparently because I fucking could not sleep and had, had terrible nightmares about it. <laughs>
1: Wow! Like,
0: it must have really just tapped into that that part of my brain that really scared me. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's
1: it's just yeah. so funny,
0: isn't it? What we get scared over. I'll watch like the most like gnarly horror movie and sleep like a baby, but I'll watch like a documentary with like a little thread of truth in there, and I'm just like, holy shit! There's fucking aliens. <laughs> so. I'm, I'm like, Really tired today because I just did not sleep last night, and then I woke up really early because it sounded like someone was in my house. So I'm just oh, very, no. very unsettled. I mean, we'll go into my haunted house on another podcast because, uh, yeah, the house I live in is haunted as fuck, uh, um, and yes. we'll get into some tales about that. But uh, yeah, so I- I'm I'm okay. I'm just just a bit tired. Um, I also wanted to mention. You look cool as fuck on that latest selfie you just posted on the Instagram with your hey. um Gilmore Girls tie-dye bucket hat. Yes, Paradise of
1: Flowers, thing. man. Paradise of Flowers. Like I think it was Pentagram Peter Pan that posted something of theirs on their Instagram of a Gilmore Girls like hat and shirt. And I was like, okay, so I love Gilmore Girls. I love horror. I love Gilmore girls. Whatever. But, uh, yeah, like, they oh, have the sickest
0: sickest I, stuff. I secretly love Gilmore Girls. Like, yes. it's one of them where yes. Abby's always watched it. It's one of them shows where she just re-watches it again. Oh, that's again. me,
1: too. I've seen it probably a hundred times.
0: <laughs> kind <laughs> like, of like no Friends. Joke. She just, like, puts, the, puts it on. It's just background stuff, you know. And I'll sit there and kind of pretend that, like, I'm not watching it. But I actually do really enjoy it. <laughs> um but yeah this is not a Gilmore Girls podcast yeah we're here to yeah, talk sorry, like scary movies <laughs> so we've done... however
1: I could I could talk about Gilmore Girls all day long because I have a lot of feelings
0: <laughs> well maybe we'll do that as a sub uh, like a, a sub podcast we'll <laughs> do it like as
1: a uh, April F- April Fool's joke be like surprise oh we'll do, <laughs> we like a,
0: do like a do like a patreon like where if you if you like the Gilmore girls and give us some money and then you can listen to oh. us talk about it. <laughs> we'll like and
1: after- Abby, Abby will definitely have to come on there because I'm sure she has similar feelings to what <laughs>
0: definitely. I have. We'll do like horror homeschool after hours, like talking about, <laughs> Gilmore, talk girls. about Gilmore girls. <laughs> yeah, so <Okay. laughs> we are here to talk about scary movies. We've done the Fear Street trilogy. Uh, So with our first set of films behind us, we're going to talk about a movie that helps inspire the final part of that series. It's 2015's The Witch, or it was originally titled The Witch, and New England Mm Folktale. So I've never seen this film before. Uh, For some reason, I missed it when it came out, but you have.
1: Yes, a couple times, actually, so far.
0: Yeah, so in a weird twist of fate, in this podcast where I'm meant to be schooling you about horror movies that you haven't seen, (laughs) this is the other way around. (laughs) I mean, looking at our schedule, we don't actually have a single movie on there yet that you haven't seen, but I have. But I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Um, I want to shout out our sponsors, Skeleton Crew Clothing, our friends from across the pond in Nashville, Tennessee, producing the finest spooky threads around. So go and check out their T-shirts and tell them Horror Homeschool sent you. You'll find the link for the store over at horrorhomeschool.com. Also go and check out Field Mouse. He did this fantastic theme tune that you just heard. Download and listen to all of his awesome music at offbrandmusic.com. So, The Witch or The Vitch. Uh,
1: the Vitch. Uh,
0: do you know uh why it was originally titled in that style with the double V for the W?
1: I do not.
0: Oh good job i do i know um i should have asked kevin
1: some some questions about this movie but
0: go ahead so other than the fact that it looks sick it was actually an intentional decision to mimic the printed works of the 16th and 17th century when Mm. u v and w weren't quite distinguished as separate letters of the alphabet so how the word was written in that period uh was because the letter w wasn't in common use at the time yet so, the that is very do.
1: interesting. It is, isn't it? I thought it was
0: interesting. That's um, actually pretty cool. <laughs> so, yeah, this is Robert Eggers' directorial mm. debut, which His is just.
1: debut!
0: Ridiculously impressive. <laughs> he's oh only. Oh
1: my God. He's only
0: done two films this and 2017's The Lighthouse, which yeah, I immediately <laughs> ordered on Blu ray after watching this. So, okay, we're
1: uh, gonna have to do an episode on that one because,
0: okay, okay,
1: so I don't said,
0: understand that. it. Okay. I've
1: seen it, I need to rewatch it because everybody I talked to loved it. I hated it, so I'm gonna give it another chance to see what I missed. So, yeah,
0: I've seen everyone yes. loving that movie. Um, and you're the only person I know uh, that yeah. has said anything negative about it, so I don't know. I don't know.
1: Maybe I, I just have to open a different set of eyes when I watch that one. So,
0: (laughs) (laughs) so um, oh, and actually, he's he's remaking the 1922 classic Nosferatu, which I I cannot fucking wait for. I
1: can't wait. If it's anything like either of these movies, like like the way he made the Lighthouse was awesome. Like the whole thing Mm. is
0: beautiful. Nosferatu uh, is currently in production and it's expected in the next coming year or so but yeah like if he captures that same like atmosphere uh, and vibe like
1: oh uh, yeah
0: i can't wait for that yeah
1: it's going a... yeah. yeah. to be i guarantee you that it's definitely one I'll see in theaters for sure
0: yeah absolutely yeah you need that cinema experience for that one yeah. in fact i kind of wish i'd seen the witch in the cinema cuz that would have been you really know cool. i mean me
1: too actually are you guys uh are y'all movie theaters open?
0: Yeah, they are, yeah.
1: Do you are you all able to rent theaters? Because here it's a big deal now. Like I've rented a theater before, but um it wasn't like a super popular thing. But now you can rent a theater for like a hundred bucks, bring like twenty of your friends and just watch whatever movie you want to watch.
0: That sounds Which awesome. I think I mean The Witch they... would
1: be awesome, but I don't have enough yeah. friends that would like <laughs> wanna watch that.
0: Actually, you know what? I've just remembered. Um, my mate actually owns like an independent cinema local in Southport, and he's just posted that he's showing the witch there. Like, bruh, let me see when this is. Bruh. Fuck. I'm going to have to go and check this out. So it's Southport. Um... Oh, sh- oh, there we go. So it's Southport Bijou Cinema. Um, and his name's Andy, and he runs this place. It's a little tiny... Uh, cinema tucked away in like the back streets in Southport I've not actually been yet and he's just posted um a showing the witch on Monday the 9th of August at 7 30 mm-hmm. oh I'm gonna have to go down to that aren't I
1: heck yeah
0: yeah I mean I'm already revealing my hand here uh that you know I fucking loved it um
1: (laughs) yeah i figured you did because first you bought all that merch and i was like and then you kept sharing the merch i was like this guy liked that movie (laughs)
0: yeah well to be fair um the merch we're referring to is on instagram um ghoul cemetery go and check out his stuff he's bringing out cool awesome horror merch and i saw that witch design that he put up before i'd watched it and I was like, oh, that's amazing. And I just shared it because I loved the design. And then I saw the film and I was like, right, I'm buying that fucking T-shirt. Like, I've got it. <laughs> so um, so what I'll do is I'll read the synopsis and then we can get into our thoughts on it.
1: Okay, let's uh, do it.
0: Facts and all that as well. Uh, but before I do, this is your spoiler warning. We're going to go into full spoiler detail. So if you haven't seen the movie, pause this podcast, go and watch it. I don't know if it's on any streaming services, but just just buy it on Blu-ray or whatever. It's, it's worth it. You won't regret it. Um, yeah, and then come back and join us. Yeah. So, synopsis is a very simple one. A family in the 1630s, New England, is torn apart by the forces of witchcraft, black magic, and possession. Pretty neat little synopsis. I, like, I quite like that. Yeah. Described it pretty well. So... <laughs> yeah. Before we dive into what we thought about the film, I'm going to reel off some trivia about it. And boy, is there some fucking trivia about this film. But it's all really fascinating stuff, actually. So, the film was inspired by many folk tales, fairy tales, and written accounts of historical witchcraft, including journals, diaries, and court records. And much of the dialogue comes directly from these period sources. Mm Um. Yeah, so most of the film's dialogue and story were based on writings from the time, which That's I think so cool. is just so fucking cool. It and it shows like it it feels authentic and
1: it does. Because some of those words, you're like, what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of which, I noticed when you posted your notes, uh, the TV on in the background, you had the subtitles on.
1: Mm-hmm. Now,
0: is that because um, of like the old timey dialect or the accent? that you couldn't understand, or both?
1: Um, well, I am so hard of hearing.
0: Like, right. I literally
1: have to watch subtitles almost on everything. Oh, do um, you? always watch subtitles. Y- yeah, but with that one, I, like, had to, yeah. because <laughs> with the accent and with the old-style English, I yeah, yeah. a lot of it just sounded like gibberish, unfortunately. I'm sorry, but it, it did. It's
0: funny, <laughs> because um, Abby's grandparents literally sound like that. Like they're from like just just, you know, like twenty minutes up the road, like um and it's like a Lancashire accent, but um they have an accent exactly that thick. Um, so <laughs> if you met them you probably need subtitles for them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah. Uh, it's so my hearing is so bad, like it's not even
0: funny. <laughs> to be fair, I'd probably need subtitles around, like some of your parts, I suppose. Uh,
1: in texas yes or like boston where they're you, i don't even know what they're saying I'm like what okay can, can you repeat that <laughs> <laughs> but definitely texas you get the boom sound sounding
0: oh that's people. fucking brilliant i love the fact that there are actually people out there that sound like boom
1: <laughs> <laughs> i used to work with a guy that when he would get worked up like super (laughs) excited about something or something it was just like that i'm like mike you gotta you gotta calm down buddy like i don't understand what you're saying
0: (laughs) oh man i love king of the hill that fucking show is just (laughs) spot on Um, spot on yeah so i i thought it was so awesome that this was like you know at the end where it said like it basically said, based on a true story in my eyes. And I went, what? Like, that made it mm-hmm. even more scary. As, you know, referring to what I just said before about that alien documentary that was based on a true story. <laughs> like, and the, the witch just played on my mind for days. I was like, oh, my God, but it said it was true. You know, it's based <laughs> on, like, folk tales and shit. But that made it so much more, like, scary. So and, like, scary. It was like, oh, my God, this shit like that did actually used to happen. You know, mm-hmm. maybe not the magic part. I don't know if you're, you know, if you're a believer or whatever, but definitely the the, the paranoia and the persecution of, oh, you're a witch, you're a witch, hang the witch. I just, and, you know.
1: I don't understand why that was such a big deal. I don't know who, like, who started that. I gotta, I want to do some research on that because well, I don't understand, like,
0: it, that it, at all. I've got a bit here about it. It, it says okay. here. Okay, okay, go for so, it. so the premise is based on America's first witch hysteria which is set 62 years before the infamous Salem witch trials in colonial massachusetts so this is like when it was all it all just started um and it was so acu- accurately represented you know um it's
1: crazy that people just decided one day oh this person's different they're a witch
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah or in the case of like uh, Fear street part 3 Oh, she's kissing a girl. She's a witch. She must yeah. be. Must have something wrong with her.
1: <laughs> so crazy because it doesn't really ever like if you're like a bible believer or whatever, you don't there's not really anything in the bible about witches.
0: No. There isn't, is there? Which is really interesting, you know, we'll come to it in a bit when we talk about the whole religion side of it. Yeah. But yeah. That is interesting. So the next fact I've got here is in one shot, corn can be seen with signs of ergot, which is a hallucinogenic fungus that many contribute to real life stories of possession and witchcraft. So there you go. Maybe people are just getting high and just tripping out and thinking like weird shit was going on.
1: I don't know. (laughs) I mean, that is actually really interesting. Yeah. Huh.
0: I mean, I didn't notice that, of course, but maybe it's the same kind of thing that's attributed to um, a Native American spirit journey. You know, when they like smoke yeah. shit and then they trip out and they're like, "Whoa, I've been on this spirit journey, whatever." Like, maybe it's like that, but with like corn and white white people and witches. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, so another one here: a hare appears frequently in the film. In colonial New England, hares were considered magical creatures in their own right. They were often associated with witches, either as a milk hare, which stole or spoiled milk from their farm animals, or the witch themselves, who were thought to be able to turn into a hare in order to spy on or influence people. Yeah. Which I thought was so creepy. And when I first noticed that in the movie, I was like, oh, that rabbit that's the witch. <laughs> you know, it was like, yes! I
1: guess I <laughs> never it. know. Oh well, shit, now I'm going to watch it again.
0: <laughs> Which
1: you is know, okay, is. I don't mind.
0: Uh, I... Yeah, yeah. Because the the rabbit kept popping up. And I was like, oh, I bet you like, she's like a shapeshifter. And that's why she didn't notice But before the baby got taken at the start. I was I'm like, I bet. an idiot. But, I bet she was a <laughs> rabbit. And then she went right up like as a rabbit. And then when she put her fingers over her eyes, like she turned into yeah. a woman like, um, and that
1: makes a lot of sense I'm stupid
0: <laughs> um, according to cinematographer Jaron Blask the film was shot mostly with available and natural light which is so sick like,
1: what? really?
0: crazy because the cinematography in this is beautiful it's so oh man well I got
1: so much written about that
0: on yeah so <laughs> wow um, yeah, this film just gets more and more impressive the more you talk about it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh,
0: here's another one. The film was shot in only 25 days. Wow. 25 days for this bloody masterpiece. That's amazing.
1: I got so much to say about that.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Stephen King, who is often called the master of horror, has stated he was terrified by this film.
1: Yeah, it is um, a terrifying yeah, film. Don't
0: blame him this was the film debut for anya taylor joy that's the main the blonde that's girl
1: right it um, was she's only... blown up
0: yeah yeah i mean i really enjoyed her in um oh Queen's what else was she in? no i haven't seen that uh,
1: dude uh she was in um she was in peaky blinders she was she's been in um God damn it! Uh, one of the X, uh, I mean, one of the X-Men movies.
0: Oh, that Not the sucked. X-Men that um, New Mutants. She was terrible in that.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, she was in in the s- Split.
0: Split. That was it. Yeah, she was yeah. great in Split. Um, yeah, she
1: did a really good job.
0: But I forgot that she was in Split, and I only remembered her from New Mutants, and I was like, oh man, she sucked in that. So I wasn't like looking forward to seeing her in this. Uh, but she was fucking phenomenal in this. Like, Oh, you I'm, have
1: to watch The Queen's Gambit. She is perfect in that movie. Like, so good.
0: I'll check it out. But for this to be her film debut is just
1: uh, no. so impressive.
0: And it was also the first audition tape that director Robert Eggers saw. So it's just wow. like, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Um, the Satanic Temple has endorsed this movie and hosted several screenings of this film. That sp- is
1: hilarious.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the spokesperson, Jex Blackmore, addressed the film as an impressive presentation of Satanic insight that will inform contemporary discussion of religious experience.
1: Wow.
0: Which I hmm. guess is what we're doing right now. <laughs>
1: oh, know. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: you're right, Jex. Um the actress who plays the oldest and most powerful witch is named Bathsheba in real life. Yeesh, year... why
1: would you name your daughter that?
0: <laughs> a year before this film was released, The Conjuring, in 2013, premiered in theatres and featured the ghost of a sat- satanic witch, also called Bathsheba.
1: That's right.
0: Yeah. And
1: I don't like that. I'm only watching a whole bunch of movies with Bashuba. No, get out of my house.
0: (laughs) So during the witch hunts of Colonial America, it was widely believed that a witch could not say the entire Lord's prayer. That is why the family is so upset when Mercy and Jonas were unable to finish the prayer.
1: Yeah. I knew that.
0: Um the language the witches use in the film is mainly Enochian. I don't know what that means, but it sounds spooky.
1: It does sound spooky.
0: (laughs) Maybe I should just quickly Google that to shed a bit of light. Enochian. Is that...
1: If it is spooky, man, that's the thing about these, like, witch movies and stuff like that, or when they're, like, speaking Latin and stuff. I'm like, man, y'all don't know if y'all are actually, like, (laughs) summoning this stuff.
0: (laughs) So it says here that Enochian... Is an occult language, um, claimed to be angelic, recorded in the private journals of John Dee and his colleague Edward Kelly in the late 16th century England. Kelly was a spirit medium who worked with Dee in his magical investigations. So yeah, it's it's really like a it's not a proper language, so to speak. It's not a country. But <laughs> it's still, it's, it's spooky as fuck language. <laughs> Um, yeah it actually reminded me I'll be mentioning this movie a lot in this but I won't give much away uh, Saint Maud um,
1: oh, I'm going to watch
0: that movie today that's it he, there's, the, there's a language used in that and it's actually Welsh um, and for somebody that doesn't know Welsh that sounds like spooky shit because like, the Welsh language is really weird sounding anyway <laughs> So
1: I think I've heard it but I'm not I don't know what it sounds I have to yeah, I'll have to watch it then.
0: Yeah. Um, it's it's really weird, like Wales and, and the Welsh language, because like literally Wales is like I don't know, like an hour and a half, two hours drive away from where I am right now. And the fact that I could just drive somewhere in that short space of time and it's a different language. You know, I'm not I'm not crossing any water or like it's just so weird. <laughs> That is weird. (laughs) They have their own language. Um, And their words are really long as well. Like, ridiculously long. (laughs) Let's see, what else have I got here? Goats were commonly associated with Satan and witchcraft in the Middle Ages and the Renaissance. Many believed that Satan took the form of a goat, which led to common belief that goats were part of the witch's Sabbath. Yeah, like...
1: Yeah, Man, yeah,
0: goats are fucking weird, aren't they? You know I, was I just mean? thinking
1: at the end of 1666, whenever you're like in that guy's, they end up in that guy's, uh the sheriff's house, and mm-hmm. there's like all these
0: goats everywhere. Mm-hmm. You're
1: like, hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, have you ever looked in the eyes of a goat, like
1: mm-hmm. in person?
0: There's just something They're a bit creepy. Off. There's something not right with the way their <laughs> eyes look. Like. It's the opposite of what an eye should look like. It goes the other way. You know what I mean? <laughs> kind of like a yes. snake or something.
1: Yep.
0: Um, mm. And it just looks so. And they
1: they don't abide by the laws of physics.
0: Mm. Yeah. It's this is place where me and Abby go. It's like um. It's like a I guess what you call a a petting zoo over there. It's called um, Windmill Animal Farm. And you basically just go there and check out all the goats and all the farmyard animals and you can stroke them or whatever and feed them. And there's like goats just like scaling like ten foot fences, just like just like walking like in the sky. And it's just like, how are they not falling down? Like it's just so weird.
1: That's like, it.
0: Goats goats are these...
1: demons. That's it.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, they are genuinely creepy. And I love the whole idea of, you know um you know goats and and satan and stuff i think it's really creepy and scary it genuinely spooks me out um i love the first season of chilling adventures of sabrina uh, have you ever seen that
1: yes i loved everything up until the end don't get me started on the end because oh the last
0: season you mean <laughs>
1: yes oh
0: man that show and off the rails
1: off the, oh it was oh, awful. Man, so angry uh,
0: I mean, yeah, this will get us started on a whole new tangent. Oh, yeah, we'll have to save that for a different day. Yeah, first season of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina was amazing. I loved it. And, like, you know, Father Blackhurst was, like, a genuine threat. Like you, And, you know, Satan Mm -hmm. was a genuine threat in that. And the Mm -hmm. whole goat thing. And I was like, damn, that's fucking scary. Dude, that that, gave me
1: chills.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's what I want from my, like, occult... You know, stuff like that.
1: Yeah. And then,
0: yeah, they started singing and dancing in like season three. And I was like, hold on a minute. What's happening? <laughs> and then yeah. like yeah, and then Satan wasn't scary at all. And I was like, oh, this is shit now. Uh, yeah. But anyway, uh, what's the next one I've got here? Director Robert Eggers said in an interview that the <laughs> this is great. Director Robert Eggers said in an interview that the best behaved animal actor in the film was the hare, and that the raven and the horse were also easy to work with, but the goat, Black Philip, was reportedly difficult to train. And one of the scenes when Philip lunges at and struggles with the father was not written in the script. It just. Uh. <laughs> I actually... actually kind
1: of wondered about that scene. I was like, that's kind yeah. of weird. Yeah. I was
0: like, I was why like, did that just... Yeah, because like, surely you'd need like a stunt double for that shit. Um, <laughs> but there was actually more scenes planned to involve Black Phillip. But because he was not well enough trained as planned, the ideas had to be scrapped.
1: <laughs> I, I feel like there was enough screen time with him because he's <laughs> super creepy.
0: <laughs> Black Phillip asks the girl... Wouldst thou like the taste of butter? At the time, in the 15th and 16th century, the Catholic Church declared eating butter was a bigger sin than lying, blasphemy, and impurity. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean, what the yeah.
1: hell is wrong? With (laughs) With Catholics, with Christians, like what is in our heads?
0: Oh no, that's not the first time that question's been asked. (laughs) What's wrong with the Catholic Church? Yeah, butter's bad, apparently. Uh, Okay,
1: well I did not know that.
0: You gotta get that that margarine instead. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Witches were believed to have a witch's teat or a special nipple or blemish, in which they nursed their familiars and fed them blood. This is referred to when Catherine birthed huh. Crow after signing the book.
1: That, that part just <laughs> freaked me out.
0: Yeah, and that scene is burned in your memory forever now. It is just mm-hmm. chilling. <laughs> um, the rendered fat of an unbaptized, usually male baby is an ingredient in witches' flying ointment, along with poisonous and hallucinogenic herbs, such as belladonna, hemlock, nightshade, and wolfsbane. Supposedly, a witch would rub this flying ointment on herself and her broom in order to fly. So baby Sam was taken in order mm-hmm. to make this ointment.
1: Twins were the creepiest part of that entire freaking movie.
0: Ugh. <laughs> Those twins, man. You've got a thing about kids in horror movies, haven't you?
1: I guess so. It's <laughs> what just is like, it? I don't know. I just
0: kids You're gonna hate the omen.
1: And... I know. That's <laughs> <I'm> the Exorcist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's an episode of Angel where hmm? a demon possesses this kid. Have you seen it? Demon oh, it's been possesses a long time. this kid. And then he freaking finds out that the kid is more evil than he is, and he's trying to get out, but the kid (laughs) won't let him.
0: Oh, damn, yeah. I bet you don't like like, uh, the anointed one in Buffy season one.
1: Oh, yeah, that kid's so creepy. (laughs) I just don't, like, it's just, like, I have, you know, I have nieces, and I just don't ever want to be around them if they say anything creepy, because I will have to leave. (laughs)
0: yeah fair enough <laughs> but um, they twins <laughs> so all of the scenes involving the supernatural example caleb's encounter with the witch and catherine's dream of caleb are shot at a higher frame rate of 27 frames per second as opposed to the usual film rate of 24 frames per second really Mm-hmm. So just to That's give it a cool. different feel, and it totally worked. It did It, it did. different. So fucking clever, this film. <laughs> um, in the witch's coven scene, the chant is in Enochian, which is an angelic language often used in magic rituals. It's first recorded by the 16th century occultist John Dee and his partner Edward Kelly. In this particular scene, the witches are using the 11th Enochian key to herald the coming of the dead and establish a sustenance beyond the grave uh, to bind the earth and a funerary call. And the creepy scene where Caleb is lured into the cabin in the woods by the young witch, who is then revealed to be the gnarly old, terrifying, eerily similar uh, to the iconic scene in in Room 237 in The Shining. Uh, Have you seen The Mm Shining, by the way? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? The, the old naked... Yeah,
1: the old naked lady, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's one of many, like, similarities to The Shining. The singing sound effect, where he, like, he found a house and stuff, very similar to the background sound effect, which uh, was the chorus wailing out in, uh, in The Shining. So, what are your initial thoughts on this one?
1: Oh, this movie's brilliant. Yeah.
0: This
1: movie's so brilliant, like... I remember I didn't want to watch it because obviously you know scared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then when I actually did sit down and watch it, I was like, "This is amazing!" Like I hadn't really seen a movie like it before. Um, yeah, like yesterday, same, same. I I spent a lot of time trying to find like slow burn movies that mm-hmm. Kevin hasn't seen, and I was like, "Have you seen this?" Yes. I'm like, "Okay, whatever." <laughs> but uh, so yeah, I I love it. I It's one of those, don't really want to watch a lot.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. By hereditary.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, that movie, never again. (laughs) But this is also kind of movie that, like, you have to re-watch every once in a while just to appreciate it again.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, this was my first watch, and I thought it was nothing short of a modern masterpiece. Yeah. I I just, I'd fucking loved it. Um, So, I'm going to read out the storyline here. So, New England, 1630. William and Catherine try to lead a devout Christian life, homesteading on the edge of an impassable wilderness with five children. When their newborn son mysteriously vanishes and their crops fail, the family begins to turn on each other. The witch is a chilling portrait of a family unravelling within their own sins, leaving them prey for the inconceivable evil. Now, like <laughs> every chill, <laughs> <laughs> it's a simple plot, but it's so engaging. Like, I was absolutely glued to the screen and hanging on every word in every scene. I just thought it was gripping viewing.
1: I mean, you know? so just like, okay, so in the beginning, when they're getting kicked out of their village or whatever, mm-hmm. and the dad just won't stand down
0: <laughs> yeah so get i mean out
1: and then they have to go find places i'm like it's just wild to me back in the day that you could just randomly come upon like a clear in the woods and be like oh this is where we're gonna live
0: yeah but yeah, okay we'll just settle here yeah but it's I just mean,
1: crazy because i mean he wouldn't back down at all not even to save his family
0: then yeah yeah and then i know. mean but- before we like totally nerd out about how awesome this film is, okay. <laughs> I wanted to touch upon the theme of Christianity, which okay. is something that's close to home for the both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's <laughs> it's ironic, really, that for the logo of our podcast, we have an inverted cross. You know, considering we're both Christians and we were raised to have the fear of anything satanic or the occult, like... I've been programmed to think that symbol is evil, which it is, but that's what's so scary about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's why films like this genuinely scare me, you know, because of my religion. Right. I believe in the devil. I believe there is a lot of truth to films like this. And the fact that there are documented events like this make it even more authentic and compelling. You know, like I said, at the end where it said, basically said like based on a true story, Um, I was just like shit that's amazing I love it even more (laughs) but um, so yeah we start off the film you know we're uh, with the family at a town meeting and I didn't really understand what was going on at first um, whether it was a combination of like the complexity of the issue or like the 1600 dialogue they were speaking you know their thick accents you know I found it quite hard to understand so I googled it and I came across this article from Catherine L. Ramage, which I'll read out. So the father, William, is having religious differences with the elders. Those who came from England to the North American colonies during this period seeking religious freedom were generally in one of two categories. The Puritans, who sought to purify the Church of England and remove all taint of Catholicism and popish practice from its rites and ceremonies, and the separatists. Who gave the church up as impossibility and corrupt and wanted to strike out on their own with their individual ideas of true christianity so william falls into the second category here his ideas are out of the accord with the rest of the community mm. so after calling the council false christians and declaring his beliefs to be the true way william is banished from the colony and he loads his family into a car, and they head out alone into the wilderness. They journey for two days before they come to a meadow near the vast primeval wood and decide that this is the place where God is meant for them to settle and everyone kneels to pray. So, I thought that was a really interesting way to set up that movie. You know, Mm -hmm. this dude's almost, like, too Christian. Like, he's, he's too stubborn to fall in line with the new way. And you know, it brings up questions like does that end up being the reason for his demise and evil taking over? Or is this just a very unfortunate coincidence? You know, I I just think it's a really fascinating discussion. Like depending on mm-hmm. how deep you want to look into it.
1: Yeah. I I feel like it was him being too stubborn.
0: Yeah. But then they just, like, end up somewhere where there's witches, and it's like, damn, like, that is bad luck. <laughs> you know? Or, yeah. like I say, has it been, I don't know, the plan all along with Satan? And I don't know. It's it's really interesting. To, if you want to look at it as, you know, as as Christian and look yeah, into what it symbolizes. I, c-
1: I just was continuing, like, just con- kept thinking about how, you know, the whole... Whole parts where she's being blamed to be a witch, and then she tends to be the witch.
0: Yeah, yeah. Scare it's, the girl,
1: and it's you're like, like it's been the okay. plan all
0: along. Like it's been manipulation, right? Which is is, what is Satan does
1: somehow. Yeah, is she, is she somehow being manipulated into
0: roomed? To... Yeah, exactly. And
1: everything kind of just fell into place at the end. So... Yeah, it did definitely could have just been...
0: Very much felt like grooming. Cause, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um... there were
1: scenes like, yeah, she was upset and she, she, you know, said that she loved her family. But then, like, after her watching her father die and her mom, you know, she didn't really show much remorse and emotion about all that.
0: Mm-hmm. I did like the way... I mean, we're skipping right to the end now. We've gone from, yeah, like, sorry. start to the end. But <laughs> I will mention, I did love the way that um, after she killed her mum, she just kind of... She was she was really numb and in shock. And she just kind of walked into the house and just sat there. And she just fell asleep at the table from exhaustion, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it was night. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's realistic. That's probably what would happen. Like, you know, you... You go through a traumatic event like she has mm-hmm. and you'd need a fucking moment just to pass out and be like, holy shit. Like, And your body would just, you know, would just take over and, and you just like usually like in films, it, the characters are just on the go the whole time. And you're like, yeah, that's not realistic.
1: No, um, that's not realistic at all.
0: So I did like that. But I mean, yeah, the portrayal of the family and what they believe, I thought. I mean, I might be alienating a lot of our listeners here, but I thought that it would really help us to connect and understand why they fear what they fear and, you know, why they do what they do. Well, Um,
1: yeah, because, you know, even now, like, everybody is is, um, taught to just be good so you don't go to hell. There's not really anything a lot behind that you know Mm -hmm. and I think it was even less then it was just like you do this and you're gonna go to heaven if you don't do this then you're gonna go to hell black and white that's it
0: Mm -hmm. you do
1: anything out of the norm well that's it you
0: (laughs) you're a witch (laughs) yeah exactly I, I thought the whole religion thing as well was like it was actually a really important narrative to have running through the film because of the subject matter of magic and witches and stuff like that, because obviously non-religious people of course will watch this and maybe not be able to relate with, with that you know mm-hmm. and and you've got this theme of religion running through it, so you, those people that aren't religious can really understand and kind of see where these characters are coming from. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but if you, and then also if you're not a believer or whatever, you didn't grow up in that, <laughs> you watch this and you're like, these people are crazy. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we're not Christian. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean, it's it's cult level. You know what yeah. I mean? It, it, yeah, yeah. It's dr- definitely brainwashing cult level. I mean, let's talk about the son, the the older son, and how, Caleb, yeah. Yeah. How, like, just in so much turmoil he was mm-hmm. all the time over just little stuff. Like, you know, he was glancing at her cleavage. He's, like, probably, what, 12, 13? He's glancing at her mm-hmm. cleavage. And he just, like, you could tell on the inside he's just, he feels so guilty. And then... um yeah. Going out with his dad into the woods and then lying about it and you just the whole the whole poor the poor kid, the whole movie. He's just it's,
0: so it's typical Christian guilt and yes, it's he when has that... he, he's got a father so stubborn like that mm-hmm. that is so wrapped up in his religious religious beliefs that he forgets to be a human to his family. Do you know what and, I mean?
1: Well, definitely, because um so if my dad listens to this, Dad, don't get upset. <laughs> <laughs> By the like... way, shout out to Ashley's dad.
0: Uh, thanks for being so fucking support. Uh, I'm sorry, I just swore. That's oh, not you a don't care. Bad thing to do. Thanks for being so supportive uh with this podcast. I think that's awesome um yeah, he's a youth, great dad subject matter and our logo and everything <laughs> yeah <laughs> I've got but... a very religious family and they do not like anything to do with this podcast especially the logo <laughs> whoops
1: <laughs> um but so when I was growing up I mean this is just the way that my my dad was taught as well because he he didn't become a Christian like until um and in his mid 20s and he wasn't raised really in that so it was just like
0: Mm -hmm. it was a decision that he he made himself yeah
1: so anything that he kind of did when we were kids like being super strict he didn't know that he shouldn't be that way does that make sense like Mm -hmm. you know he was only doing what he was told that he should be doing and so i very much like caleb where i was terrified of doing anything wrong let me tell you terrified wow. i never wanted to disappoint either one of my parents and mm-hmm. you know it does does mess with you i mean you get to a certain age and you're like okay i'm my own person and you know unfortunately can't please them all the time and then you know whatever but so i i related to him so yeah. much over that
0: all, i mean like, uh, sticking with caleb like I thought it was really interesting as well like after he dies and all the shit kicks off then and his dad he actually shows that he's neither as hypocritical or as inflexible as we might expect him to be with his religious beliefs because he's capable of admitting that he was wrong and that scene where he locks he obviously locks all the kids in the, the, um, the barn with Black Phillip and then Uh, He prays aloud in the yard, and he confesses. He says, it is my fault. I'm infected with the filth of pride. So Mm -hmm. because of his stubbornness, that his family is in this vulnerable position where they're so isolated and in danger, and then he offers himself up as if it will, like, save his children from damnation. Mm -hmm. You know, he gets, like, a handful of dirt and, like... What does he do with the dirt? It's like an act of humility and, you know, like penance. And I thought it was Mm -hmm. like, it's quite a beautiful, touching gesture. And it was like a great monologue, but it was like too little, too late. But it it definitely like showed like so much depth for his character. And I think it, you know, it mirrors a lot of, you know, people in that position. Oh, for sure. uh, uh, beliefs and religion overtake, um, and blind them really to the stuff that's going on in front of them.
1: Yeah. I've had, I've had, a uh, you know, conversations like that with my, my parents and, um, you know, I don't, I love them. I love you guys. If you listen to this, I love y'all <laughs> and I don't like ever hold anything against, I don't really hold anything against them or I don't hold anything against them or the church mm-hmm. that I grew up in. You know, mm-hmm. we were all just doing basically what we were told to do, and that's how you were supposed to do it. And there wasn't really any room to, to like, step out of those lines. And then once you step mm-hmm. out of the lines and you realize, oh, okay, I, like, all this bad stuff isn't happening to me, <laughs> then you realize, okay, they were all full of it, and, you know, you learn stuff on your own
0: i yeah i always like to quote parrots of the caribbean i think it's captain barbosa In this the the rules they're more like guidelines than rules
1: do you know yeah. what i mean does that make yes. sense that's the way yes. i
0: like to look at it um
1: <laughs> even so growing up that way you know me and my brother and sister all are like wonderful people we're we're great people we've never really we didn't do the whole crazy wild go off the deep end type
0: past and stuff yeah. yeah
1: because my dad you know later on ended up being a little less strict like helping us un- they- he tried to help us understand the world mm-hmm. you know and and so it's just he, he the dad on the witch just definitely realized that too too late yeah and yeah it, and it sucks because then his kids
0: just all
1: died. <laughs>
0: yeah, I thought. I mean, he had a fantastic character arc in this film. Oh yeah. Like I really liked his character, um, and I thought the dude that played him did an incredible job,
1: especially with that deep voice. Holy yeah.
0: crap! <laughs> yeah. Again, I've like got friends that sound exactly like that man. <laughs> I'm
1: like, jeez, if that was my dad too, I'd be terrified of him with that deep voice. <laughs>
0: so i mean we we got pretty deep there um yeah, oh, yeah. sorry guys talk... no i mean it's great I, I guess i guess are we podcasting now is this real podcasting
1: i guess so Can we get
0: all like <laughs> deep and uh intelligent i don't know um so let's talk about things that we loved so i just want to reel off a few things the score the cinematography yes. the yes. editing the authentic yes. set design you know all of those things come together to spawn like a sense of deep-seated dread. You know, and <laughs> yes. just it was just oh nothing God. short of masterful. I...
1: Like, the whole vibe of the movie is so creepy.
0: Yeah. And it makes
1: you super uncomfortable, even in yeah. the beginning. Like, when you don't even know like, yeah. <laughs> like, that <laughs> there a... is a witch, but you know yeah. that something is going to happen. It's just yeah. the whole build-up to it. Yeah, yeah you're so... just like... This movie makes me uncomfortable. I'm yeah. very uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, something just that? feels off in every shot. Like, you're in a constant, like, state of, like, on the edge. Like, yeah. you're looking for something hiding in the shadows. Or, yeah. like, when you've just shown, like, the edge of the forest in them shots. Like, mm-hmm. it gave me real, like, midsummer vibes. Um, mm-hmm. Have you seen midsummer?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, um, well, I'll yeah. talk about that one. I mean, I think... <laughs> Ari Aster was watching very closely here with this film, taking oh, lots of notes. Lots uh, of notes, There's a yeah. lot of similarities, too, to Hereditary as well. Mm-hmm. Um, even the theme of the family, you know, mm-hmm. and the way they've been torn apart by demonic force, you know, um, very similar vibes to Hereditary, I thought. Maybe not as scary, but... Um, Definitely, Ah, that's scary. Uh, thing, but. <laughs> but yeah, going back to the woods. I mean, I love anything set in the woods. You know, oh, I love yeah. the Blair Witch Project. Like, and I've Woods. Never seen are... that? Oh, you've never seen it? Oh my god! Okay, we might have to redo the schedule because for... <laughs> oh my god, it's like one of my favorite films of all time. And it's a very divisive. Is it really? Film. Yes. Oh my god! <sighs> Honestly, mainly because the first time I watched it, stoned, and I like tripped out. And I was so scared, but we had to do that. <laughs> I to finish it anyway. We'll talk about that on the Blair Witch um, part because okay, I can't wait to talk about that one with you. Um, so yeah, woods really scary to me. Um, I've spent years of my childhood in the Lake District playing in the woods with my sister and my cousins, and I've always thought they were so beautiful but eerie at the same mm-hmm. time, like. We used to, like, scare ourselves in the woods. Um, like, I remember we used to pretend that, to take pictures of ghosts. And mm. at, at one point, we, like, we got some flour. And uh, we set up where, like, my cousin would, like, run and throw the flour. And I'd, like, take a picture. And we'd try to, like, fake these ghost uh, photographs. Awesome. <laughs> like, so I have spent <laughs> that sounds hours, so fun. like, hundreds of hours playing in the woods. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the woods are always like a a favourite of mine when it comes to like a horror movie.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and also, oh, yeah. Like, I love the fact that, you know, this is set in a time where people were frightened of the primeval darkness of the forests, you know, like mm-hmm. the elemental, like, power of it. And the way that this film took that and just, you know that lingering atmosphere was just done so incredibly well.
1: I know, and and you, when you were saying about the the way the um how it was, it's crazy that it was. You said it was like a whole bunch of natural light, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's insane. Yeah,
1: which to the me, the whole movie is like uh lifeless. Like it just looks like everything is like flat.
0: Mm, like there's yeah. not.
1: I don't know how to explain it. Just like
0: It looks like it's been manipulated to be a horror movie and be uncomfortable yes. looking and weird, but it's not. Like that's just stark, natural light. That's great. And real life is scary. <laughs> <laughs> what
1: was your cool. favorite scene in the whole movie? Like what was
0: Ooh. I mean this was a tough one because I had a few, but ultimately I settled on one. And it's the final scene at the end where all the witches were Mm. floating in the air over the fire in the woods. Like, I just thought that was just iconic, like the imagery. (laughs) Um, And that's what that Ghoul Cemetery t shirt is like the the Mm -hmm. image of of them um, Mm -hmm. with Black Phillip behind. And it's sort of like, I don't know if it's like a pentagram or like the way it's all laid out, like the points of them floating in the air. And the points of like black Fillet, it just oh, it's so fucking cool. Um, but yeah, that was that was the one that sticks out of my mind. Um, hmm. And that was kind of an obvious yeah, that one answer. is um, so beautiful though. I also loved the scene where she tells her sister that she's a witch and scares the absolute shit out of her. I thought that was a great performance. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and then another one. That is an image that will forever be burned in my brain. Is the scene where the mum sees a vision of her dead sons come back mm-hmm. and, visit her, and then she goes to breastfeed the baby, and then it mm-hmm. cuts to a shot of her sat on the chair laughing and a crow like pecking at her boob. It was like yep. so, disturbing. Like, was <laughs> so disturbing, like, I got the chills so bad, like, I said out loud what the fuck <laughs> like, i just like turned to abby i was like what the fuck and, like moments like that in horrors a few and far between and i cherish them you know the genuine scares like not jump scares
1: yeah
0: that chill you to your bone and it Ooh. reminded me of like a few in the shining that really scared me for the first time and stuck with me
1: oh yeah that that kind of
0: be... iconic mm. imagery that first time you see it you just kind of feel like a a shiver run through your body and you're like oh mm-hmm. shit, that's scary shit. Um and it's all about the way it's set up. Do you know what I mean? If you mm-hmm. just show someone that image, then they'll just be like, huh, what's that? That kind of looks a bit funny, you know. But in the context of that film and everything that builds up to it, just to fl- just to have that as a flash image is so fucking disturbing. Um and then another one is uh, Caleb's death. I thought that was a big uh. scene. Uh, it was like the centerpiece as well was it uh where all like the kids were flopping around in a fit
1: yeah um that kid is a great actor too to yeah. me memorize all of that yes. in the accent and yeah. the the language yeah just, i and mean he was,
0: it was disturbing that you know that was... kid
1: like deserves so many awards cuz that kid just like made yeah. the whole movie in my opinion like i just I mean, feel
0: like he was 12 years old that kid, I you know. know. And honestly, though, I know you've not seen The Exorcist, but that scene is scarier than anything in The Exorcist. Just so okay. you know. I mean, okay, in The Exorcist, Deal. you get the, the the vomiting and the head spinning around and the fucking yourself with the crucifix and all that shit. Mm-hmm. that ta- talking
1: of, about it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's kind of like shock, <sighs> shock value horror. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This was, like, more scary because there wasn't all that you know, shit going on. It was just he okay. He kind of brought up an apple out of his mouth, and that was just like odd. Mm-hmm. And even you know, it was so simple. His his performance, and then that weird thing that was more scary than all that shit going on in the Exorcist to me. Um, that part was really scary. I, I, what was yours?
1: I didn't like. I'll tell you what scene I didn't like (laughs) was the scene where the witch kisses the little boy. That just gave me the heebie jeebies. Oh, yeah. uh, I wrote disturbing (laughs) with like five or six G's at the end. I'm like, that is just on a different level.
0: Yeah. Um, I guess so. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I I, honestly, the thought that popped into my head was what a lucky kid. Because like when I was 12. (laughs) If that girl she <laughs> kiss me, I'd be like, "Sure wing, like <laughs> holy shit.", <laughs> um, but yeah, how, I guess that's why is, women and, and men think if was, differently. If it was the other way around, I guess, and the sexes were swapped, then I guess that would have been weird. It um, would
1: have been a little bit, but um, yeah.
0: Oh, another scene, know. another scene. Um, at the end, when everyone's been killed, and how do you pronounce her name? Is it Thomason? Thomason, yeah Thomason, she goes to speak to Black Philip and there's a scene in Saint Maud that's similar to this. I won't give it away, but it's a pale imitation in my opinion um but yeah, I just I love how Black Philip morphs into the devil and it's done mm-hmm. perfectly like I'm so glad they didn't do something weird with CGI you know that would have completely ruined the film the
1: right way that it was. That-
0: Oh, that just had a little shot of like his hoof sort of turning into a shoe. Yep. But the way it was done was almost like, well, it was like magic, you know, it was like, um.
1: Cause you barely notice it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're just like, no, wait a second.
0: Yeah. This dude. And yeah. Just, this,
1: like, go- this goat's
0: now a dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was sick.
1: I pretty much liked all the same ones that you liked. Um, just those twins. And then when they were like, <laughs> singing you know the song about black philip and you just know that the they're talking to the goat and the goat's talking to them and
0: see at the time i didn't think it i was like totally thrown with the black philip thing because i was like oh it's just a goat because like there's that scene isn't there where she's like can can you speak black philip and like the camera just like is a shot of him just like chewing or whatever he's just a goat and i was like yeah this is just a goat but, I mean, that brings us on to favorite character, because mine was Black Philip. Oh, of course. <laughs> or Thomas, of course, it, she was fantastic and a joy to watch. But
1: Yeah, she did a really good job. And the fact, like, you know, she did freak out a little bit when they did um, call her a witch. And by the end of it, she's like, well, I mean, <laughs> I might as well embrace it. hang ain't got anything else going on. <laughs> oh, yeah, she was great. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Caleb was my favorite, though, to be honest. Just because oh, really? of how he just was so in, in depth with emotion. Like, he just, like, he, it feels like he experienced the actual turmoil of what yeah. that poor kid was going through. Yeah. You know, he's just so distraught, and he wants to make sure that everything's okay. And then he goes in the woods with his dad, and then he has to lie to with his mom, and he just feels so bad and just...
0: You know. I mean, it's it's amazing how well-written every character was here. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, this movie, there's, like, what, like, four characters, if you don't count those two little kids? Yeah. And you're with these four characters the whole time, and at not one moment are you, like, bored or, like, not invested. You're invested in every single one of these characters for different reasons, all putting on an incredible performance. I mean... The mom
1: just... The <laughs> poor mom. <laughs>
0: oh, she went through some shit. I mean, they all went, went through, some through shit, it. but I mean, there's two moments that stand out for me with the mom, like where when Caleb dies and like they bury him, and she just climbs in the grave and just yeah. lies there and like turns and just looks at the dad with this, just these daggers. <laughs> She's just like, "You mm-hmm. fucking idiot! It's all your fault!" Mm-hmm. And she just lies there, and I was like, "Oh." Book. like you don't even have to say anything in that scene it's just the act and and the you know of doing that and then looking at him it's just so well directed and well written
1: there's just like there's not a lot of I have like don't really have any complaints about the movie um, no
0: I have nothing bad to say about this
1: <laughs> it um, like flowed very well there wasn't any mm-hmm. like weird choppiness to it at all like the whole no. storyline went was. Just it basically started from um, just the top, and then you went all the way down to the bottom. Like it, would just, it was just <laughs> like a smooth roll. It <laughs> just, was fucking
0: smooth. Something
1: right. started crappy, and then everything
0: just falls. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah the, fantastic pacing, definitely. Um, yeah. By the way, Field Mouse sent me a message before. He's just listened to episode two, and he said British people should not be allowed to complain about the pacing in movies i was like what what do you mean by that and he was like because you're all boring and I, was like, okay. I mean he said other things he referenced eddie Izzard. um they made a joke about it but yeah and I, he said oh because um all british films are like boring and and love tapes.
1: british films they're but, my
0: favorite <laughs> honestly i struggle when he said that i struggle to think of one british film i can't think of any like, because I don't watch British films because they are shit. Oh. <laughs> don't like showing. of the I'm Dead. <laughs> all
1: into like, I freaking love them. I love Downton Abbey. Oh. I love um, all like the Queen Elizabeth movies. I just oh, really them,
0: like. See, all. I'm not I'm, into. Like the... I'm not into period shit like that at all. Um, I am. Which is, I love it. Which is ironic, it. really, when we're Pride talking about and
1: Prejudice Western. with Keira Knightley. That movie is really my heart
0: <laughs> maybe maybe you can relate to Abby there. maybe she likes yeah, that
1: but... I guess so I don't know but...
0: not me. no, I don't like anything that the British do um that's hilarious I... <laughs> um yeah, the score was haunting, like it was like so tense and foreboding. I just thought it was it... absolutely brilliant. um It's by Mark Corvin, and he also did the lighthouse. Yeah. Um, and the Netflix film in the tall grass. Both I, did, films I wanted which to watch need that, to watch.
1: but I didn't.
0: Yeah, I'll check that That's out. It's the Stephen
1: King thing, right?
0: Is it? I don't know. I just I saw it on Netflix so. and I was like, oh, it's kind of a horror, right? So I guess I'll watch it. Um but yeah, the acting, you know, performances were brilliant. Even the kids, you know, oh. that was some of the most amazing acting I've seen by
1: Kids, Children,
0: really, yeah, I mean, so great when we're talking about you know the caliber of acting compared to the last film we talked about, it just doesn't even compare, oh no,
1: you know? that's why I said that's why I felt like sixteen sixty six was more like a village where it was sort of you know wanting to be that time, but they just mm-hmm. didn't quite get it, obviously because of this twist at the end where they're actually in modern times. But
0: <laughs> yeah, spoiler <laughs> alert! Gonna, if you haven't seen the village, yeah,
1: too bad.
0: <laughs> By the way, there's a new M Night Shyamalan film out called. I've heard Old, it's
1: terrible. And, yeah,
0: it's meant to be shit. Abby said that she saw the trailer and she wanted to see it, and and then I I was like, oh, okay, I'll look at the reviews, and they're all bad, and I was like, nah, I don't want to see it. Sorry. <laughs> I want to see it
1: just because of him, and I always watch his movies, but.
0: Mm. I don't
1: know, maybe I'll just wait because I've heard it's terrible
0: but yeah um, the film director and, and you know how it was so dedicated to all the the, the authenticity of its time oh, period yeah. it's, it was just so spot on and I thought Fear Street Part 3 is just child's play compared to this ah,
1: it's, a, it's, you know? <laughs> a, it's a high school it's a high school play <laughs> I mean it's not talking, about,
0: talking about the authenticity of this movie the director did years of historical research through journals and portrayal of the Puritan culture in the 17th century colonial New I love England. It. And he read just about anything he could get his hands on to accurately represent a snapshot of this world surrounding the culture and the events leading up to the Salem witch trials. And Which is
1: perfect. I mean, that whole yeah. movie, literally. As you just said, a snapshot. That is just what it is. Just Mm -hmm. a snapshot of this one family, this one particular time. Mm -hmm. And then you know they still brought along the the paranoia of the witch, and then
0: yeah, it 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 nails the paranoia, (laughs) and it just it underpins like the existence of witches so well that you just don't question it. Like it's never cheesy or far fetched. Like by the end of the movie, where the goat turns into a man and there's naked women flying in the air, you're just like, yeah, this is real. Like, you've got, there's no (laughs) doubt in your mind. The way that it's just, oh, it's just fucking brilliant.
1: One of the scariest scenes to me, I think, was when the old lady witch broke into the uh, barn and she starts with the. she starts to
0: what What was it a goat right she was like yeah like was she eating the just, goat or like something And she turns something.
1: around and like freaking starts laughing i'm just like nope
0: <laughs> yeah that was like a proper like great scare that i mean the scares in this were like few and far between but like it didn't matter it didn't rely on jump scares because it didn't need to like i hate movies that just like okay there's oh, a time yeah. and a place you know like you know, I love the insidious movies, but they're yeah. jump scare, jump scare, jump scare. And you know what you're getting with that. You know, if if you want to watch a jump scare film, check it out. You know, it's great for what it is. But this didn't have those, they didn't need them. Um, because the you know, the whole atmosphere and the build-up was the scariest part. So when things like that happened, you were already in such a state. You were just <laughs> like, Oh my god, it's just an old woman, but fucking hell, it's scary. <laughs> you know?
1: Um, The fact that she's naked and she laughs And you're just like well This just terrified me (laughs) I'm not going
0: to sleep tonight And you know The greatest horror films have imagery That invades your memories And Mm -hmm. haunts your thoughts for days after And this was no exception You know this one stuck with me for a while Like I kept randomly thinking about it And like Mm -hmm. scenes would flash into my head And Yeah let me just see what else we got here. Um, oh, favorite kill. Hmm. Mine was easy. Black Phillip jamming oh, the dad to death. Yeah,
1: I ghost. was gonna say that. One. <laughs> that was <laughs> fucking was like, epic. Uh...
0: Like, because at that point we didn't know that that was Satan. Yeah, like, you just thought it was this goat. Just. Yeah. And I'd love to rewatch this and be like, oh yeah, fucking and no. What was going on do you know what i mean i was like man that goat is pissed for some reason like
1: well now that you said that that one scene is just totally wasn't even in like wasn't even written yeah, yeah. Just, i'm like maybe that goat was satan
0: yeah <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah well because yeah you weren't expecting him to just die like that
0: yeah exactly yeah it was really out of the blue And then it all just kicked off after that. It was like, oh shit, oh shit, oh no. (laughs) Because
1: like, so then I like, because it's like the mom and the raven or whatever. And then you come out, and the goats are dead, and the twins are gone. Justin's like, was it me? (laughs) And then the goat just kills the dad. And then yeah, I just went to hell after that. It was just crazy.
0: I mean, what one of the reasons that I put off watching this. Was because I, for some reason I thought there was loads of like animal shit in it, like cruelty and like mm-hmm. gross stuff. But I don't want to say this did it tastefully, but it did it sparingly. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. It wasn't like overly gore. It didn't shove it in your face for like you know shock factor's sake. It was necessary what they did with it. Um, you know it was perfectly done. I also loved the title. I know that sounds weird, but the way it's the witch. Know, singular like i loved how misleading it was because it, it made you think that there was just one witch in the woods the whole time mm-hmm. like doing all this shit and
1: mm-hmm. then it's
0: revealed that that is not the case at all and nope. there's a lot more at play here there's the actual like,
1: co- uh, coven of them
0: yeah like it didn't even scratch the surface of what's really going on mm-hmm. and it really makes you think like and really makes your imagination go wild and, like, fill in all the backgrounds and the gaps and sort of carry on the story. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it, it turns out there's multiple witches. And that title is actually referring to the main character as the newly mm-hmm. turned witch. And I love it. And only get that at the end <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's so fucking clever. Like, yeah, I just... I just love this movie. I mean, it ticked all five of my. Oh
1: yeah, top I feel like it. Like most you, like scribbled those things very, very uh, dark. <laughs> You're just like yes, 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 yes,
0: yes. Yeah, um,
1: Aesthet-
0: yeah. Aesthetic tick, atmosphere tick, maybe. soundtrack tick, <laughs> memorable, likable characters tick, good kills tick. You know, like fantastic.
1: Yeah, I was talking to my friend Alyssa, and she's like, "Yeah, I've tried watching it." She's like, but I fall fall asleep every time I start it. I'm like, first of all, don't watch it when you're in a state where you're gonna no. go to sleep because yeah. it does. It is slow.
0: Yeah, but... I had a a lot of friends making exactly the same comments yeah. when I posted. I was watching it. I yeah, have you
1: have to. Two be, friends
0: say, to... "Yeah, it's it's boring." I've tried a few times to watch it and I can't yeah. get through it. But yeah, I mean, if, sure, if that's not your bag, I mean, usually I don't like slow burn horror movies. But I just thought this was just so well done. And I was just on board yeah. with it from the beginning, you know.
1: Yeah. And I told her, I was like, okay, well, I'm like, just try it again. Because
0: I said, it's one of those,
1: well, good for her kind of movie.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, because she was going to get sold or whatever. She was going to get put in somebody else's house. And she didn't want that. She wanted to stay with her family. And you can see that turmoil on her face, knowing that, like, they're they're about to move back into the village and she's going to have to go, you know, either A, become a wife or B, become, like, a, you know, nanny or whatever.
0: And Yeah, that's so probably what th- she was thinking when she sat down at that table. She was like, what's going to yeah. happen to me now?
1: Yeah, yeah. And she's like, nah, you know what? I'm going to go see if Black Philip will talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: going to see what's up with Black Philip. yeah. Uh, I mean... Um... Unless you want to mention anything else, what are your overall thoughts about this film?
1: Overall thoughts: It's beautiful. It's very well done, and you know, obviously, like we said in the first episode, we are we have no like training in any of this film stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but I just feel like it's very well done. Um, yeah. Over overall gives you that. Just somebody told me once that it, 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 you know it's a good movie. If it sticks with you for days after,
0: yeah, exactly. Even
1: though I freaking hated the lighthouse, that movie has stuck with me.
0: Right, since right. I've
1: seen it, Hereditary sticks with me. Um,
0: I felt the same about Midsummer. Yeah,
1: Midsummer. Mm-hmm.
0: The first time I watched it, I didn't really get it, um, but it stuck with me. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's scenes in that film where I was thinking about it for days afterwards. Yeah. And I mentioned to Abby, I was like, you know what? You should watch that because, like, it's one of them films that you, you have to watch and just experience. And um, so I rewatched it uh, with her and she watched it for the first time and sh- she absolutely loved it. Like, she she when it oh, finished, yeah. she said, that's one of the most beautiful films I've ever seen. Um, And that's very much a good for her film as well (laughs) Uh,
1: yeah for sure for sure
0: yeah definitely I mean for me I thought this film is as good as psychological horror gets you know
1: 100% yeah
0: and let's be honest as well this is probably technically the best movie we will ever do on this podcast like (laughs) you know (laughs) we, we love trashy horror flicks you know this is probably yeah this is definitely not that in you know in terms of best i mean this is the most critically acclaimed or highest rated right. you know um, it's
1: it's like a it's it's almost like an art film too definitely. in a way i mean it just yeah, it's,
0: it's very art house yeah
1: still it's, blows my mind that, that was all filmed in in natural daylight because it just yeah. it really just showed you kind of the the, the lifeless of their life <laughs> you know what i mean there was yeah.
0: like no yeah it's it totally no good captured, future
1: for them yeah.
0: yeah everything about that moment in time um I, I just thought it'd actually be quite interesting to keep a track on what the highest rated movie we do is like you know yeah, on, on, on imdb um so i've just looked it up so this is rated 6.9 on imdb which i think is ridiculously low what like that's I thought it'd be like in an These are
1: cultured swines, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so okay, so the, the I guess the witch is leading with six point nine at the moment for the best one, but I, I, to be honest, I can't see many of these films we do beating an IMDB rating of six point nine anyway. <laughs>
1: um <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. But yeah.
0: I just thought it was a masterful I'm so period glad. piece. And, and I'm not usually a fan of those things. But I am <laughs> ripping cinema. You know, I'm so glad I watched it. I mean, it's funny because if it wasn't for Fear Street, I may never have watched this. You know, like I mentioned before, the animal thing, and it just completely slipped yeah. the paper when it came out. But yeah, I wanted to watch it before I saw part three of Fear Street because I wanted to see the movie that it was taking influence from. You know, um, yeah. But yeah, otherwise, it just completely slipped under my radar, you know, the slow burn stuff as well. But this was just so well done. I didn't even really notice the slow burn. You know, before I knew it, the movie was over. I wasn't waiting for the action to start or anything like that. I was Mm -hmm. just so fascinated by what was being presented to me, this authentic representation of that time period and the performances and, and, you know, the atmosphere and, what was going to happen? Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it was just like, you know, usually it's like two hours—a slow burn horror is usually like two hours of boring scenes, and then ten minutes of shock scenes, like spliced here and there, you know. And they never like justify or redeem that slow burn for me, you know. I'm mentioning Saint Maud again—that that is one that pops up every time I mention this kind of thing. Um, But for this, the acting and the story. And the building of the tension with the score and the cinematography—it was all just so good that it just worked perfectly. Um, I'd highly recommend it to horror Me fans too. of history and good cinema in general. You know, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a—it's a movie for you, you, your regular horror movie lovers. It's not necessarily a horror genre fan, right?
1: Movie. Yeah.
0: Um, I'd, but I would say that anyone in, who enjoyed Fear Street Part Three go and watch this because this is a million times better and more accurate <laughs> than what they did with that. Yeah. Although this may be a bit too highbrow or slow burn for the Netflix crowd. Yeah.
1: Maybe. Uh, yeah.
0: But I, I mean I, I always
1: I, just recommend it, yeah, for sure.
0: I mean, I think this is one of the best horror movies I've ever seen and it will become an, a permanent fixture now in my film list it every October. You know, I will watch it mm-hmm. every year, a spooky season. Now I'm
1: going to have to send you a bunch of Black Phillip stuff, be like, hey, it's all this. <laughs> <laughs> my friend, Black actually, my friend maybe, who does my hair, mm-hmm. um, I think she painted a picture of Black Phillip. I'll have to ask her, see if she oh, can send sick. it to me so we can post it. Yeah, that um, awesome. Yeah, that, and the fact that his name is just Black Phillip, which I was there any, like, reasoning? Did you see any reasoning behind that? Because I had no idea. No,
0: I didn't actually see anything to do with that. I mean, I guess Black, because he's a black goat. But yeah. I don't know where Philip came from. Just, I don't either, but just every once in a while, I'll catch myself
1: singing that song. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, I yeah. do, I get it stuck in my head. I'm like, Black Philip, Black Philip.
0: Oh. That is creepy shit. That's up there with, like, Nightmare on Elm Street, that kind of thing.
1: I haven't seen it. Remember?
0: Oh shit! No, I totally mm. forgot. You've not seen yeah. the original. Nope. Oh, no. No.
1: Right.
0: Read our schedule again.
1: <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's another reason why I, why I didn't get any sleep because I was up all night being a fucking mad like professor over this podcast. Like I just get like a, an idea with this pod, and I'm just like, right, I need to do that, and then before I know it, I'll be messaging you at like half three in the morning here. And you're like what time is it there like you wake awake doing all this shit and i'm like and then I, I put my phone on my bedtime table and i try to go to sleep and then it just pops in my head and i'm like oh shit uh i go on instagram and send you a message and i'm like ashley remember to charge your, iPads, really, you can use your ipad for the pod <laughs> and i'm like, and like that's fine and i'm like no worries and it's like well no it, I am worried about open. <laughs> you're like you're like all worries okay yeah. all <laughs>
1: worries <laughs> yeah I, I charged it all night I was like I'm not happy because <laughs> I charged it all night last time and I don't know if it was the charger or the port or whatever but it did it so I I charged it and then I woke up this morning around like 7:30, and I checked it and I was like okay Charged. And then I was like, you know what? I don't trust it enough. So I just kept it on the charger until Until we were recording. So
0: that's funny. I like it. Sorry. I know. Always. Yeah. I mean, I guess that about does it for this episode. Next time, we will be concluding our season of The Witch with Season of The Witch. (laughs) Yes. We will be talking about. Mine and actually, favourite horror films of all time, *Halloween* Yay! three. So, to so make sure you've watched it, and uh, so you can join us for the discussion or gush fest on our
1: pretty um, much
0: on that movie. And don't worry if you haven't seen any of the other *Halloween* films. Um, you don't have to, because although the title suggests it's not actually the third in the series. Um it's not connected or part of the franchise in any way, shape, or form. Nothing to do with the story of Michael Myers, not even set in the same universe. It's a completely self-contained movie. So go and watch it. It's unique and fantastic. Um so yeah, thank you everybody for listening. Send us some suggestions for what movies we should do. I always say that, but I do have a schedule planned out. We'd still <laughs> love to hear your thoughts. So email us. Contact horror homeschool at gmail.com. And we've actually heard already had a few suggestions sent in. Uh, Fieldmouse said, uh, Dead or Alive? Um, have you heard of that one? I think it was later retitled Brain Dead.
1: Um,
0: and I think he might be having a bit of a laugh with that one. Because I, I researched it, and it's meant to be like the goriest horror film of all time. Oh, and great. When we, said, we said before that we Man. don't like gore. I think he may be taking the piss. Um, he said it's awesome. All directed by uh, Peter Jackson, I think he said. What? Yeah, so. I didn't know big. he made any horror films.
1: Uh, my friend Nicole, I love you, Nicole. She suggested Sleepaway Camp, which I did watch. and I've have...
0: still not seen that. I need to check that out.
1: I need you to check it out, because I don't mm. know if we'll do a podcast about it, okay. <laughs> but we definitely need to talk about it.
0: Yeah, it's not pod-worthy.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Like, no. it could be. Okay. But I'll, I'll let you you
0: watch <laughs> it and figure it <laughs> like, out. Um, so, like, there's a couple of movies like that that we're not sure if it's pod-worthy <laughs> or not. Uh, definitely, Psycho-Corp yeah. And- I don't know. And Willy's Wonderland. Yeah, we'll we'll watch them and then decide whether to talk about them on a podcast or not. But um, something else that uh, Fieldmouse mentioned was he informed me that a friend of his co-wrote a song on the Twilight Eclipse soundtrack. (gasps) Um, And it was the track called What Part of Forever by CeeLo Green. And it's Uh, written by Fieldmouse's friend, Rob Kleiner.
1: Wow. Oh, I'm giddy uh, over here. (laughs) I freaking love that soundtrack.
0: So Field Mouse was also appalled at the lack of Freddy Krueger love when we talked about our favourite slashers. Um, But, I mean, I like Freddy. You know, A Nightmare on Elm Street is one of my all-time favourite films. But when I think of slasher, I think of, like, silent killers, you know, like Michael, Jason, Mm -hmm. Ghostface, Leatherface. Mm-hmm. and freddy you know he doesn't shut up like he's like he's a great character but he doesn't like he doesn't come into that category of slasher for me i don't know why um also shout out to sadie at welcome to horrorland for always sharing the show and being Thank sick you. friends go and check out all of their awesome horror movie bootleg merch at welcome to horrorland on instagram she and her partner katie have just released some sick strangers merch it's a film I haven't seen, but the design looked awesome.
1: Oh, uh, The Strangers? Mm-hmm. That movie messed with my mind.
0: <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. They've also got some American Psycho merch and faculty Ooh. you can still get your hands on. I've just ordered Ooh. a American Psycho beanie. Um, Have and... you ever seen Faculty? Yeah, I saw it ages ago, and I know, I've me never really been quite a, remember. A it, yeah. yeah, I'm exactly the same. Like, I don't... It's like it's a film I've seen, and I re- I remember a bit, but not enough to buy merch for. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it didn't stick yeah. with me, like all the other '90s stuff did. Oh, and um, I've also ordered from Welcome to Horrorland the 100% cotton audience package. Um, for, you know, from Scream Three. That's
1: awesome it's so
0: sick i don't know if you saw it when i posted it yeah but it comes with like a t-shirt a tote bag a sticker a replica audience ticket and a cotton weary autograph print um it's just fucking great that idea it's i love the fact that they do like really obscure niche like merch for cult horrors you know it's like so much such a
1: good character
0: yes I i mean we will get into that. But yeah, I know. <laughs> Cotton Weary, one of my favorites on the screen. Um, and of course, I had to pre-order that Stab, snapback cap as well. Dude, Anything all that Stab, stab merch, out, I get it all. so
1: <laughs> sick. Yeah,
0: so I can't wait for all that to arrive. Um, uh, yeah, it looks so sick. <laughs> and shout out to our regular listeners and friends of the pod, uh, Ryan Horn and John Howard. Um, anyone else who I can't, remember to mention right now, but thank you all for your continued support. We love you all. It means a lot to us. Um, go to horrorhomeschool.com for links to everything, including all of our socials and where you can listen to the show. They will also find links to our sponsors, Skeleton Crew Clothing. Head over there to check out all the sick T-shirts. They've just put up some uh, really cool Disney horror merch. Uh, they've got Haunted Ooh. Mansion T-shirt, which looks really sick. It's got like... Um, Oh, the, the globe lady, what she called, you know, I in can't Mountain. remember
1: if I watched that movie. I've been on the ride.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, fuck the movie. That's a terrible film with Eddie Murphy. <laughs> no, it's like proper <laughs> accurate to Disneyland, you know. Um, oh, and done a, okay. And okay. a big Thunder Mountain one as well, which looks Ooh. really cool. Um, And also you'll find a link there to Ashley's Etsy. Go over there and pick up some sweet custom dyed retro t shirts. Yes. Notice that the Chewbacca one that I wanted is gone. So if you're not quick, you've got to I'm get sorry. them. There's only, there's only <laughs> one, one of each. So they're yeah. all uh, one of a kind. And uh, you've got a promotion on at the moment, 10% off.
1: Yes, sir.
0: So go and click on that link at horrorhomeschool.com and the 10% off coupon will be automatically added to your basket. So go and do some shopping. And you can also check out my comic book podcast called Chris's Comics. You can find that on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So thank you once again for everyone tuning in. You all rock. Uh, we're having so much fun doing this, and it's so awesome to have you all along for the ride. Uh, feel free to DM us. We've had a few people chat in, and that's great. Shout out to Ash. Um, He hated Fear Street Part 1. I don't think he could finish it. Uh, no, he did he... Which I which I've not uh, watched myself, but...
1: You haven't seen Us?
0: Oh, we going to have not, to do that It's one. on Netflix. Yeah. So I'm going to have to check that out, but... Um, yeah, yeah, I felt Ash...
1: bad because I told him that he would... He might like it, and then he's like, no, nah, I didn't like it. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think Ash is into more, like, hardcore stuff, so... Hopefully, I think he... Yeah. Hopefully he'll be checking out this episode because I don't think he will listen to the Fear Street ones. Um, yeah,
1: we could just tell them to skip them.
0: Yeah, skip. <laughs> There's no continuity on this pod. It's great. Just tune in for whatever movie you've watched. So um aside from mine and Ashley's COVID and sunburn stories, um, that's the only I continuity. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, that's that's about it. Uh, personal social media stuff. You can follow me on Instagram at Chris J. Wakefield.
1: Yeah, and me at underscore Babraham Lincoln underscore right (laughs) i can never remember yeah
0: that's the one okay yeah we will be back soon with another episode and remember there's evil in the wood